Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. You're thinking of renting out your commercial property or maybe selling your commercial property and you're wondering whether you should get an exclusive commercial agent or whether it should be an open listing. There's lots and lots of pros and cons for one or the other and what should you be looking for in finding that right agent for you? Well, join me at this upcoming podcast and let me walk you through the process. Let's start at the beginning. You're ready to rent out your commercial property. So let's say you bought a vacant property, you have refurbished it, and now you're about to start a marketing campaign. Or you have had a commercial property for a while, and you've decided now that you want to actually sell that commercial property. Or alternatively, you're looking at engaging a managing agent, and this is the point where you're trying to decide, well, should I be looking at an exclusive agency, or should I be creating a open listing what's the difference what's the pros and cons and what is the right way of doing it let's start at the beginning then so let's say let's break this down into a couple of scenarios the first scenario is that you are a investor in the commercial property space and you have bought a commercial property and now you are looking at someone to manage that property so most of the time you will give that to an exclusive property manager so you wouldn't need to do an open listing and that's common in both residential as well as commercial so you would actually be uh, just handing it over to a agent that you like and possibly spoke to or met with or as a referral and you decide to use them and you'll need to sign some kind of engagement form or letter to engage them formally to be your property manager. Stemming on from that, you have this idea of whether you should also be using their company as a leasing agent should your property become vacant in the future so if your tenant's on a three-year lease and they decide they're vacating uh, then they will uh, decide that if they are vacating uh, then you need to get on board and find a, another tenant. So you actually do need a leasing agent. But should you use the current one that is managing your property or should you be going to another agency? Now that's where you the exclusivity comes in. If you decide that you're going to go with an open listing you are going to have two potentially three agents listed your property for lease you may end up with additional cost of marketing as each agent will charge their own marketing so for example if you wanted them to list on a website or you want them to advertise on real commercial for you or commercial real estate or you want them to put up their signage all of those things are going to cost money so if you are going with two or three potentially you are having additional costs that you could avoid by just going with one however if your property has been on the market for a while and you want it to be leased out it may be worthwhile getting two or three agents so to start out if you are leasing your property it's worthwhile to go with one exclusive agent now the rationale behind that is the exclusive agent works much much harder for you the first time or as an exclusive agent and they're going to try to the best of ability while they're under that exclusivity to get you a tenant so if that's the case then it's worthwhile giving it to them for three months possibly at the longest six months 
If it's longer than that, you are much better to give it as an open listing to two or maybe three agents, but no more than really two or three agents. Sometimes, you know, you might have four or five agents in town. It's definitely not worthwhile to give it to all the agents because you'll just have everybody bombard your premise with for sale signs or for lease signs. And you'll have everybody who's not working a lot where they just leave it there. And then if someone calls, then they get the listing. You actually want someone to be able to do door knocking someone to be able to be out there promoting your premise, someone to be out there uh, doing uh, actively getting it promoted and leased rather than just sitting back and going, oh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's the downside of actually going with multiple listing agents. Now, if you were looking at selling your property, what should you do? Should you go with an exclusive agent or should you stay with one agent? If you're going to go with one agent, then you it would give you the best advantage if you are selling a property. Now, depending where the property is, if the property is in an area like a regional area, uh, especially a smaller regional area, you want to go with a local agent rather than a brand name tenant agent. A brand, brand name agent. So instead of going with a Collier's or a Knight Frank, uh, you may want to go with their local agency there. So it might be like North Coast, East Coast agency, or their local commercial agents who are maybe just one or two man bands. Now, if you are in a metro area like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane metro, or you know somewhere that is fairly of large population, you want to go with someone that's slightly larger. You want to go with your Colliers. You want to go with your Knight Franks because they're going to have a much larger database, therefore getting the property sold on a much faster basis. Uh, so moving forward, um, what you want to do is have an understanding of what is the pros and what is the cons of using different agents and exclusivity versus open agency? So I've given you a brief overview so far. So now if we look at some scenarios, we've looked at the one where you're managing the property, which you need the exclusive one. Now the two other scenarios we haven't looked at is leasing, and we touched briefly on it, and also sales. So leasing if you are leasing, you need to spend some time seeing who is the best agent who's going to list your type of property. So, for example, if you have a warehouse property as opposed to a property that is uh, a retail property, you would want a property that is that a property leasing agent that is exclusive and as specialized for your type of property so there's no point engaging a retail agent that used to work along the coast if you have a property that's in the metro area and it happens to be warehouse now they're not going to have the same database it's not going to be convenient for them to lease your type of property so you want to find someone local someone who's done previous leasings before someone who can show you a track record of them leasing the property out and someone that when you talk to them about oh you know how many rate how much rate per square meter what kind of rental incentive should i be giving uh how fast can you get me leased what kind of tenant would you think would work for this property they can answer you those questions straight away and they know exactly what you are looking for 
and they know how to prepare your type of property for lease. So they might say, look, a tenant like yours for a retail property expects a grease trap. A tenant like yours expects a uh, exhaust uh, fan in there. Um, a tenant like yours would expect you to contribute two months rent free uh, and just continuous things like that. So they'd be able to give you a lot more inside information, prepare you for leasing than if it and an agent that doesn't specialize in it. And so that's very, very important, especially you want to be able to present that property well to get the best chance of getting it leased out. Number two is that you want the agent to be really, really keen and committed to the process. So if you're going to give exclusivity to someone, you want them to be really keen, they know exactly what they're doing, and they are going to work hard for it, compared to uh, having someone who is... uh, he just goes, well, I've got the brand name, we've got the database, I'm going to hit the database. If I get something that's great, if I don't, then I won't. Um, that kind of attitude. You, The attitude and the enthusiasm actually goes a lot towards getting your property leased and also coming across really well when it comes to making sure that you're leasing it to the right person. So that's the number thing, number two to to look out for. And then finally, the third thing when you are looking at that leasing agent trying to decide with whether you should go with more like a uh, open listing or whether it's exclusive is to compare the pros and cons of that. And really the idea is, is this person, if you give them exclusive and you lose potentially three or six months to the one person, is someone else likely to rent that? Is the other agents in the area, say you're comparing with two or three agents, likely to get you a lead compared to this one agent? Now, if he's really enthusiastic, he knows the area, he knows the product, uh, he knows the tenant incentives, he know how to get someone in the door, then you're not losing out by going with him exclusively compared to going with two other agents or three other agents that's going to not produce the same result or are just going to leave it on their books. Uh, the other thing, of course, is to check that they all have a track record and they have a track record in the area, the type of property that you have. So some of the other agents you might be looking at might be dealing with other type of properties. Uh, they may have a team that deals with yours or they might just simply be really, really busy in this market in sales rather than focus on leasing because sales gets the money in the door, whereas leasing is a back end Consideration. So you've got to be, you've got to look at that whether leasing is this person's dominant uh, thing or whether it is actually their sales that they're looking at more. Because if you're going with someone who's predominantly in sales and leasing, you can make, you can bet the fact that they're going to be taking sales first then leasing. Because in this market where it's hot, sales is a no-brainer. Whereas leasing, they've got to work a lot harder for. So you've got to be able to make sure that when you do give it to someone, they are predominantly doing leasing rather than sales. So when you look at those three options and you then you can weigh up whether it's good to give it to that one person exclusively or go for an open listing. Because ultimately what open listings will do is that you will open it out to other potential agents with other potential databases. If you advertise somewhere on real commercial, commercial real estate, you're going to end up with the same listing anyway. So if someone Googles your area or they Googles your street or they Google retail, they're going to end up with the same listing. If you say three of them, they're going to go, oh, well, you know what, this person is desperate and they're going to might even offer you a lower rent uh, whereas the only reason you go with an open listing with three other agents is because you're utilizing all of their databases and some other agents might have leads some other agents might know who is moving and they might be able to influence them to come to your premise so that's the scenario with leasing 
Now, when you go for sales, that's a slightly different process of which agents to use. Most of the times you would use an exclusive agent for the first three three months uh, as you prepare for sales. And when you prepare for sale, you're going to look at you're going to look at a few things, but number one thing is you're going to look at the marketing plan that's put together. So you might go to two or three agents and get them to give you a marketing plan. One of these agents will give you a better marketing plan than another, uh, and they'll give you better strategies. Number two, how are they going to inform you about presenting your property for sale? Is it just as is, or is it going to be uh, something that is going to mean that you need to say, uh, make the property look better by doing some cosmetic refurbishments or is it that they're going to suggest that you go to auction or private treaty one of the agents will be a lot more cluey and a lot more up to date with what suits your type of property to do right now so by talking to two or three of them and getting them to submit a marketing proposal one of them will really jump out at you and that's the agent to start negotiating with of course they're all going to start with a really high commission so it's definitely worthwhile to negotiate that commission with them uh, and working out what exactly is the right uh, commission structure for your property. So you might even want to tier that uh, or you want to might say to them, this is my benchmark and I need to reach this amount before I give you this much commission. So it's always worthwhile to have a discussion, but normally this, the rate is somewhere between 2 to 3% plus GST. So it can be sitting somewhere in between or it can be on the 2% or the 3% range as well. Now, the other fee you really need to consider is the marketing proposals are different and some of them will propose a higher advertising fee compared to another agent. So you've got to compare them and find out why they are and why they decide or recommend that you should have a premium listing on one of the websites over just a normal one. And some of them will suggest, you know, hitting the database or doing some off-market work. Because if you can sell the property off-market, it's actually going to save you some advertising costs going forward plus the potential is also if you do go to market you might not actually end up with more money in hand because if you end up with the same offer being off market than you are going to market you're actually saving the fees you're saving the auction fees as well so got to decide that that's one of the crucial decisions you've got to make and that's worthwhile talking to the agents about now certainly if your property's been on the market for about six months and that agent you engaged in the beginning has not sold it it's definitely time to go to an open listing and that's canvassing only one or at most two other agents i would usually only canvass one agent so you have two agents working on this rather than three or four because at the end of the day you don't want for sale signs everywhere you don't want it to be bombarded on all the listings so people think that you are desperate you want to have another agent have another point of view uh, get into another territory get into another database so that hopefully they can generate a whole lot of more leads for you to be able to view your property and then you're able to sell it at the end of the day if you meet market with uh, your returns if you meet market with your price and your yield you should be able to sell that property within a relatively short space of time uh, rather than uh, dragging it out so selling residential and commercial is exactly the same if you price it too high or if you price it to a yield that it's not going to meet the market so for example if the market is six and you want to sell it at five percent well it's going to take you a lot longer to sell that property or not even at all compared to something 
to someone who is coming to the market and say, I'm going to sell this property at six, and that is at the market. And if the market's hot at six, the agent can probably get you an offer within the next 48 hours. So there's definitely lots and lots of things to think about when you're engaging an agent. But the most important thing is to talk to the agents in your area. And when you talk to the agents in the area, ask them the sensitive questions like, you know, what kind of what historic sales have you done in the area? Uh, what do you advise for me in preparation for sales? What do you think I'm going to be able to get at the moment? What's the current going rate? How long do you think you will sell my property? What is your rate and what kind of marketing do I need? And do I need to do anything to the property to make it better, to get a better price? And so ask them these questions, ask everyone the same questions, then you can pair apples with apples and come to a final decision. Ultimately, uh, you have to take that step forward and that leap of faith that to the best person you think is going to do the job. But remember, do some of your own research as well. If you meet the market and you have realistic expectations, you should be able to sell that property within a good time frame. So, but if you are looking for some more guidance, some reviews, some consulting about who you should be using in this market, who you want a referral, do reach out to me at helentarrant.com and in the um, uh, in these contact us page, or email me at helen at commercial property cash flow, and we can jump on a strategy call and speak further. So until next podcast, happy hunting and looking forward to helping you build out your commercial property portfolio. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.